Hey, Chris, how's it going? Hey, Alex Simmons, how are you, sir? Welcome to another episode of Tell the Damn Story. As 2018 winds down, we are looking back. Uh, last episode, we looked at our achievements. This episode, we're looking at seeding the muse. And you and I know that that means uh, creatives, as they are outpouring their own creations, they take in other creative material for nourishment and for inspiration. And what we're going to talk about today are the things that we came across in 2018 that nourished our creativity or inspired our creativity. Now, caveat, they may have been published or released in 2018, but not necessarily. We may just have come across it in 2018 or rediscovered it in 2018. Sounds yep. good, Al? Yep, that's it. All right, so I'm going to, and we promised to keep this episode, this one, shorter because holiday season, people got a lot of places to go. But here we go. I'm going to go through my list. Um, one, the first thing I'm going to mention is uh, Avengers Infinity War. Ah. Now, as unbelievably, uh, unbelievable as it is, the Black Panther also came out this year. Uh, it, it just feels like this year has been 10 years long. Um, <laughs> But the reason I chose one of uh, Avengers is because Black Panther is in it as well, so I get to kind of have the whole uh, umbrella. But the Marvel output has been inspiring. Um, I chose Infinity War because it is intriguing, and uh, I've gone back to the well and watched it again and again and found different things. So uh, if you haven't seen it by now, I don't know what planet you're on. Um, <laughs> but... It, it really does a lot of stuff um, that pays off their experiment, their 10-year experiment. Can we world build? You know, those of you who are studying how to world build, you should watch all these films and watch how they do it um, and, and start paying off and still take risks in their storytelling. So I was very, uh, very inspired by that. Secondly, uh, a book called November Road by Lou Burning. Uh, he's done a bunch of other stuff before, but this book set in right at the assassination of John F. Kennedy. That's a background. Um, tells the story of a um, uh, a mob guy who may or may not have been indirectly or directly involved in the murder, um, who is on the lam because... The mob is taking out anybody who was involved in the Kennedy assassination. And on the lam, he finds a wife and two and two daughters who left her husband after the assassination, saying that she just she needed to take this moment to be free. And the interplay of uh, those two very different characters was a, a fascinating bit of writing. And... Um, there's a moment in Lou's book where a character trait that was introduced earlier pays off in such a chilling way. I had to reach out and compliment him. So November Road by Lou Burning. Uh, a graphic novel that um, really hit me was um, Batman White Knight. Very quickly, there's a medication that renders Joker sane. And that change in the Joker almost drives Batman insane. 
It's fascinating psychological piece. One of the best things about Batman throughout these 75, 80 years is that he has great foils. And um, Batman Joker are, are, have been always, in their best stories, been a psychological foil uh, story. And this is one of the best ones, right up there with Killing Joke. Um, I've been into um, small press, independent uh, pulp crime uh, mystery magazines. Among the strongest ones I've read this year is a book called Tough Crime Stories. Rusty Barnes and a few other people put it out. Um, and it's a great collection of exactly that, tough crime stories. And uh, it's refreshing to see so much fantastic writing. Um, uh, similar uh, in, in impression has been the this year's um, best mystery stories. Those have been excellent. Um, mm. Who puts those out? That's um, uh, Houghton Mifflin. It's easy for you to say. Uh, but this year has been just as great. Uh, it is. Uh, in a completely different direction, the goddess Tina said to me uh, earlier this year, I would really enjoy watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Would, would you watch that with me? <laughs> Did she and actually put it like I that? my wife so much, I said yes. And the rewards have been unending. We've watched both seasons now. It's a very different world. Um, New York, 19... I don't think, I'm not sure if it's the 50s or the 60s. It might be the early 60s. Uh, I think it's the uh, 50s. It's, it's hats, um, or late 50s, early 60s. But it's the hats, the beautiful uh, outfits, uh, the sparkling dialogue performed by superb actors who know timing. Oh my God, it's, it's fantastic. So, and again... It's very different from what I usually, uh, what I write, what I put out, but I want to have dialogue that sharp. I want to have characters that crisp, so it influences. Um, another one didn't quite come out in 2018. Antigone by Sophocles, which is about 2,400 yeah, years I, I, old. Yeah, I was going to say, I think they yeah, came out a yeah. little bit earlier than 2018. Yeah, just and a wee bit. I, I, I have to compliment uh, my college prep for uh, English students this year, we uh, did Oedipus in half the time we usually do it, uh, and they really enjoyed it, or at least the, the vocal ones did, and when I told them there was a, more or less of a sequel, Antigone, they were intrigued enough to say, let's do it, and we read that. I, ha I hadn't read it myself in years, uh, and this is the first time I ever taught it, and to be able to see, uh, of course, hubris, of course, sexism and, and, and egomania in, in Creon, but to see the strength, uh, uh, like a feminist strength of Antigone herself um, and her absolute solid moral core and her beliefs um, in, in the year of uh, hashtag me too. Mm. That really, really resonated with myself and a good number of the students. So that was a very positive experience. Uh, a couple more. The Joe Lansdale catalog. Um, I've read a lot of his stuff. I read more. Um, 
some stuff that I only saw in film. I finally got a chance to read. Um, and I picked up, oh, man, I don't know. I probably have, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 books by Joe R. Lansdale or contributed to. 23 with another book that I read that he had a contribution in. So it's, uh, again, here's a, here's a working writer that writes and produces and, and, and uh, to be able to see the breadth of a work. I've done the same thing with Richard Price, with Walter Mosley, with Stephen King, with so many others, to be able to see the growth, to see Elmore Leonard, of course. Um, it's such an education and such a joy. Uh, and that's been a, a fun experience. And then last, I want to bring, I want to bring up the two latest books by Stephen King. Oh, okay. Uh, this year, he published The Outsider and Elevation. Now, um, I've, I've championed Stephen before, especially the non-horror stuff. He has a trilogy. Uh, what's it called? Mr. Mercedes, Finding, Finders Keepers, and End of Watch, which are more cop story than horror story, and they are excellent. Well, I found that elevation is a powerful, positive, very, very modern, it's, it's like an anti-horror book. Something horrible has happened to a, a particular person. He's losing weight, but not in the way that Thinner lost weight. His body shape stays, but he's, every time he gets on S, on, um, a scale he's actually lighter and um that's the physical thing that's going on while social emotional he has a, a lesbian couple next door uh and he really wants to break through the barriers that he's finding between them especially one who's very defensive and that uh that elevation of uh, the relationship uh, all ties in, and it's just a wondrous story. The Outsider is closer to standard Stephen King, but done in a beautifully, beautiful way. It's it, it the angle is a crime novel where um, a beloved little league coach you know mm -hmm. uh is a, is arrested very publicly in front of the kids and the parents and the neighborhood they're watching a championship game for the murder of a kid the murder and rape of a kid and he's got filmed proof that he was somewhere else and yet his fingerprints are at the murder scene and there are six or twelve Witnesses, eyewitnesses who saw the saw him. How can this be? It is Stephen King writing in his Stephen King best, and uh, has been very rewarding and inspirational. So those are the things that I encountered this year. There's many, many more, but uh, there's my list for 2018. Well, 
Uh, you know, How about you, yo? No, I think this is where, you know, you were going through that whole thing about me traveling the world and all that stuff, and you just, and, and you only made it, you know, like Sheboygan. Uh, I think. I travel up here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think, I think where, where, where book reading uh, comes into play, you surpass me in that because I, I do not get to read as much as I would like. Um, I, I see a lot more films. And I do read some scripts, usually written by my students, but I don't get to absorb uh, novels and uh, documentaries and biographies and things as much as I might like. But um, for me, and since, thank goodness, not all of these things had to be produced in 2018, but they were things I was exposed to uh, or went back to in 2018, um, I'll try and keep mine short. Um, I found myself reading Agatha Christie uh this year, and I, I wish I could pull the name of the piece. I will at some point do that because um, it was one of those, you know, she, she's known for writing parlor stories, you know, sort of like basic, something happened, we'll figure it out, and then you meet these people along the way, and then you figure it out, and it's done. But she did this one story that I read where uh, it was really more of a character study, and I really enjoyed her work with that, the way she... The, the interesting way in which she told the story, you know, we went back, uh, there were flashbacks, there were a number of other, oh, Five Little Pigs, that was the oh, name yeah. of it, Five Little Pigs, that was really enjoyable, and it really, again, it was really more of a character study, and it was good to see her do that, and it was, it was inspiring to me, because that's one of the things I enjoy doing with my material. Um, also, old movies, uh, because I do teach a cinema studies group, as well as I teach screenwriting, we went back to two of my favorite uh, old films, um, uh, The Apartment with Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine. What a great script. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, Twelve Angry Men. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are two that this year uh, not only did I enjoy, but some of my students enjoyed as well. They also saw Citizen Kane and a couple of others, and we talked about that. Um, in terms of talking about race relationships with some of the art students and, again, film students, there was Heat of the Night, which is a Sterling Sullivan book, but, you know, it was a movie was with Sidney Poitier and Rod Steiger. Can you get much better than that? Uh, and that was exciting. And, again, from an artistic character study um, position, these were all, all the things I've mentioned were things that hit me this year and reaffirmed my belief that Plot is character and character is plot. And if yeah. you can get next to those characters you're creating and make them interesting and engaging and compelling, then everything else is, is a joyful ride or an exciting ride or a thrilling yeah. ride, assuming that you have a good plot to work with. Re yeah. Regarding that race thing, I would mention that Spike Lee's KKK Klansman was probably one of his best works, and that came out this year. Yeah. Oh, that's very true. Now, again, trying to keep this short... Um, um, uh, Movie-wise, Black Panther, definitely. Um, oh, yeah. Spideyverse, definitely. We talked about that in another episode. I would also have to say that I did rewatch on DVD uh, my favorite Avengers movie, which was uh, Winter Soldier. Uh, oh, yeah. Because, yeah, movie. I just think that was a great story and definitely something worth uh, reviewing for those of you who are into these comic films, and especially from Marvel. Uh, as bad as, as Justice League was, that's how great this was. Um, but that that movie again is it's sure it's got the trappings of a superhero movie. But it's but it's, it's really, got more yeah it's, a, it's really it's about a the spy movie. It yeah, it's a spy movie, but it's also about what is what is freedom, 
You know, yeah, uh, what does yeah. that look like? You know, there's a lot of other elements in there. Again, trying to stick with the timetable. Uh, please check out, because I did, John Jennings and Damian Duffy's Kindred, an adaptation of uh, Octavia Butler's uh, um, uh, novel. Really well That's done. That's a trade paperback? It's a, it's a, actually, it's a graphic novel that came out from Abrams. Fantastic. And it came out this year, and it's great. It's fantastic. Um, I went back and I, I reread a couple of Robert Parker books. And I, I love the Spencer series that Robert Parker uh, wrote. The, earlier, the, the first four I love. Well, there's, so I've got Promised Land and Judas Goat are two of my yes, favorites from are, that. Those are in that first four. Yeah. And again, voice. How your character speaks, how he or she presents themselves or presents a story to you can be compelling or engaging. And I just love listening to Spencer in those books, um, who he is, what he's about, the subtle things that come out, as well as, you know, the hardcore or hard lessons learned. Um, these are, these are, this is great reading. It's, 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 it's a, a, a private detective novel that's a little bit more than that. You know, they're yeah. good stories, but good, good character development in that. Um, Walter Mosley's Devil in a Blue Dress. Another oh, yeah. another one that I enjoyed and again and touch base with again this year. I discovered a yeah. Netflix series that I like a lot. It's soft, quiet, but it's murder mystery series called the Doctor Blake Mysteries, and they take okay. place in in England in the 1950s. Um, so it's a period piece. It looks back on that time period. It's dealt with so many different social issues. Uh, inclu- including PDS- PTSD when, when they didn't have a name for it. Uh, there's just a number of loss about racism. All these things come up in this series, which was produced in Australia, which is another thing. So I shouldn't even say London. I, my bad. Sorry about uh, that, Dr. Blake. The hell? We're in Australia. Sorry. International? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> well, I haven't been to Australia yet, so, you know, deal with it. And then the last thing, I'm, the last thing I'll mention is because, again, we're in the business of, of creative art. And uh, we're also independents, as we've talked about in other episodes. We're entrepreneurs. We're independents. You've got to be in touch with the business to some degree. You just have to be, or you've got to get people in your corner who are going to take care of that. So um, I have some bad habits as a writer and as a business person. And one of the people that I've been reading, both his blog and his book, is James Clear. Uh, he's got a book out right now that's on the New York Times top uh, bestsellers list called Atomic Habits. And it's really about, you know, looking at your habits and looking at improving on the good ones and how to ease the bad ones out of your way so that you can move okay. forward a little bit easier in life. And, and just in small increments, instead of worrying about, oh, I've got to blow it to smithereens in one shot. No, it's about 1% improvement on, on these things as you move forward day to day. Um, Pat Flynn. What was the name of the book and the author again? James Clear. And the book is called Atomic Habits. H-A-B-I-T-S. Um, just came out this year. Um, online. A lot of people are entrepreneur, uh, wizards and geniuses online. Pat Flynn is one of the people you should listen to. He has Smart Passive Income is his show, his blog. Uh, he, he's very giving and sharing in terms of his experience as an entrepreneur. He talks about the stuff that just blew up in his face. He talks about his successes. He talks about all kinds of steps. He gives away a lot of information. Yeah, he wants you to take his course and stuff like that. But he gives away so much information that you can, you can ride next to him for about a year or so before you plunk down a dime to learn from him about how to set up an online business or to move through certain entrepreneurial steps 
to help you move forward. So he's one. And uh, uh, hats off to uh, Lady Amy Porterfield. Now, Amy has this sort of uh, girl-next-door kind of feel to the way she does business, but she's worked with a lot of people, heavy duties in the industry. Um, there's a, the name that uh, the, the, the motivator, uh, professional motivator, who's just as I started to say his name, it went out of my head. But anyway, if I said it, you'd know it. I'll try and remember it later. But anyway, she's worked with a lot of people, but she now has her own course. It also helps you look at your entrepreneurial pursuits online as well as setting up your own business and, and just pursuing things in an organized fashion. As I'm, I'm more of an improv kind of guy. I've, I've, as an actor, I was that, and a lot of my art comes from you know ideas that just pop into my head and how I map them out. But the bigger the project, the, the better the view of it, and certainly in terms of promoting and anything like that, you want to have a long-range view, and so a certain amount of planning is necessary, whether it's just a basic outline or very structured. And I think, you know, in terms of being an artist, if you're also going to be your own business staff, then you, you need to have a plan. You need to look at the business angle of things. And I think it does not hurt to find intelligent, giving people who are doing well. I don't mean that they're superstars, but they're doing it right. They're doing well. They tell you about the blunders. Reading or listening to some podcasts or things like that, definitely a help in moving yourself forward. So that's 21 minutes, and we said it was going to be a short one. So that's our, how did you call it? What did you call it there, Chris? Uh, feed, feeding the muse. There you go. So the muses have been fed, and we've actually thrown in a little bit of dash of business in there as well. And uh, That's part of it. That's part of it. So until the next time on... Tell the damn story. Take care, be well, and leave your comments. Adios. All right, happy holidays, everybody.